1: Welcome, everybody, to postwrestling.com. It's John Pollock here, alongside Wei Ting. Mm -hmm. Last week, we covered the very best that 2017 had to offer this year. I have a feeling this is going to become a very popular show. We have decided, let's do the
0: worst of the entire year. It is always my favorite (laughs) To, to listen to, to listen to, um... But, uh, well, I'm, pliz- I'm, I'm honored to be a part of last week and also this week. Well, we couldn't have done this alone, and thus we have brought back
1: – they were here last week, they have returned – Dan the Mouth Lebransky and the man that I haven't seen since Thursday morning. <laughs> man, I'm still tired. I, you appre- l- I you appreciate
2: l- the uh, yeah. the coffee you brought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought one for Max too. That kid can drink a coffee yeah. like nobody's business. Like father, like son. Straw. Start Do him you young. You have to use a straw. No. What happens, mouth? Is you see, espressos are small. So oh, I just got a coffee okay. poured into an espresso cup. Okay. And it was perfect. It fit right into Max's nice, hand, nice. and he just sat there sipping his coffee. Oh, espresso. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, no, I put. Co- Listen, baby steps. Oh, Literally, yeah. in this yeah. case. Yeah. So yeah. I put coffee into the espresso cup. It was just nice. tiny for his little hand. Nice. Well, we're not
1: going to be chatting about Wrestle Kingdom, I would guess, on this show. Nor does it qualify for the year we're covering. But you can go back and check our Patreon-exclusive show from this past Friday with a full rundown of Wrestle Kingdom. But this week, it is all dedicated to the worst of 2017 we are going to go through all the key categories and also taking a look at what we chose last year and then at the end of the show it's a brand new year and a brand new (laughs) list of likely and unlikely scenarios for the next year so as we dive into things the prestigious worst male wrestler of the year award wrestling had a tremendous year in 2017 but there are always a couple that yeah. even things out, and that is what we are asking our panel here to decide upon. Last year, Mouth, your worst male wrestler was Shane McMahon, to no one's surprise. <laughs> what a surprise, yeah, what a
3: surprise.
1: Jay, you went with Titus O'Neill, and I chose Mahabali Shira, wow. and I don't know if either of these three made a strong campaign uh in 2017. We will find out, but let us get started Uh And I feel, for the worst of, we have to start off with Angry Agnew. Who is your worst male wrestler of the past year?
2: There is one name that is going to show up so many damn times on my list. Okay, so I think Jay and I have picked the same one. And he is kicking things off because it's someone that, you know, if you go back maybe five years, he hit my best of list and just stayed at that level of character, and he's so garbage. Anytime he goes into the ring, the fans disconnect Anytime he talks now, the fans disconnect. And Bray Wyatt, 100%, no connection with the audience, no evolution of character, can't even do the crab walk properly anymore, (laughs) an awful match with Orton and Balor, far and away my worst wrestler of the year and may currently, not completely his fault, but may currently be destroying broken, woken Matt Hardy as well. If this was going to be a drinking game...
1: I feel the We're gonna be you'd be hammered. The Bray Wyatt name drops might put us all into
3: an altered state. Uh Mouth, your worst male wrestler. Absolutely the same. I don't know how you can pick anyone else. The gimmick is so stale. It's he doesn't connect like Jay said. Two bad matches with Orton and the feud with Finn Balor, absolutely ridiculous. They did it like ass backwards. It made no sense at all. Uh yeah, Bray Wyatt, just blah.
1: Have you all missed this? I
3: have.
1: That was, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. that was like just opening the window and the cool air comes into the room. We, we've missed
0: that. Way, your worst male wrestler. Well, I think it'd be one thing if the man just kind of stood in the background for most of the year, but he was kind of front and center for a big chunk of it. Yes, he was. Always had TV time. And in contrast to, to my, to, to wrestler of the year for me, Kazuchiko Okada, I feel like this man was given that spot, but for whatever reason, only managed to bore people, and yes, my choice is uh, Bray Wide as well. I, you know, it's just frustrating because I remember it back- is because it started out so cool. It was different. We it was like
2: exciting. It was yeah. like wow, here's a, a character that we don't see that often. Yeah, and- you remember those vignettes? How amazing those vignettes were on they were NXT. Great. They were you know,
0: tremendous. They were something completely new. We were in uh, New Orleans for WrestleMania 30, and the amount of people that dressed up as Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. was unbelievable. There you go. So the man looks really cool. His style of promo is really cool, but it, it, it's just been missing that one it's thing. stale. That, that that he needed to evolve to really connect with the audience, and he hasn't done that. In and, fact, he's gotten worse.
3: And he hasn't had a really great feud either. Like, there's nothing where you can, you know, he's just... But he's been given chances. He has, He's yeah. has, but they've just always... But then again, the booking of the feud with Orton, I mean, certain things obviously were out of his hands that kind of destroyed a lot of that, too.
1: I have some reservation with this guy because I think he's a tremendous character, a phenomenal speaker, but I'm sorry. My worst male wrestler is Enzo. He's in a division uh. where I think it somewhat commands it. <laughs> and now, hey, it's, it's a division built around this guy that he's a tremendous personality. He can carry a show speaking wise, but when that bell rings, it goes yeah. to hell quick. Yeah. And he had some atrocious matches uh, throughout this past year. A very uncoordinated individual uh, and someone that I, I worry about getting hurt when I watch this guy uh, flying around and being tossed around. So Enzo was my choice. We go to worst female wrestler. Last year, the choices were by mouth Alicia Fox, Jay chose Nia Jax, and I had Dana Brooke. So this year,
0: will the, will the choices differ? We start off with Way. My choice for worst female wrestler of the year is Lana. If you watch Total Divas, you'll get a sense of how hard this girl tried and how disappointed she was when they actually they finally pulled her kind of out of the division. Um, And you know, for somebody like her in 1997, I think she would have been very successful even as an in-ring performer. But in 2017, the standard of wrestling. And even the audience's tastes at this point for women in professional wrestling are, are just far too different, far too high for her to jump in this late into her life. So uh, my choice is Lana. Go ahead, Jay.
2: Uh, I got Dana Brooke this year. I mean, there's there's a lot that you can throw in here that are just not doing anything. You have your uh, your Taminas. Your, at least they're doing a little something with Nia Jax. Uh, but I'll just I'll just say Dana. Listen, when Emma got released, I'm surprised it wasn't Dana. And and part of the problem was those two together mm. would have probably saved each other if they were left together. Oh, also the vignettes that they do with uh, what was it, Emma and Emily and I Lena? think Dana. Yeah, they were Hold they up. were they were terrible. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah. So Dana, I guess she was a call up that was puzzling. Yes, oh, for sure. yes. Like
1: someone that I, I mean, I don't compare her necessarily to a Billy Kay or Peyton Royce, but. Dana could have really found herself in NXT yeah. by just staying there. The women's division did need people like her. She It wasn't a necessity to get her up onto the main roster, and she's been up almost two years now. Mandy, way too early.
2: With Mandy Rose on the main roster, I don't think that there's a place for Dana Brooke, because I think that that is the character that she may have tried to be, the power lifter, very fit, blonde beauty, and there's no place for Dana anymore. Doing statistics. Well, whatever the hell that is. I mean, <laughs> maybe she'll be in the worst non-wrestling character She's going to hook year. up yeah. with Drew Gulak. To do <laughs> good, you know what? To and do PowerPoints. Drew Gulak help. is excellent, yeah. and if you maybe if you no, because it'll probably just be an anchor to Drew Gulak. Let's let's put him with good people. Uh, mouth, your worst female I, wrestler.
3: I, I, I mean, I see the Tamina's and the Dana Brooks and that, but I mean, they're they're not always f- put in big programs or features. Alicia Fox is constantly featured, <laughs> and I just, I, I, I think she's terrible in the ring. I don't like her promos. I can't think of anything I like about her. She's just for me. I just think she's the worst. Well, back to back years, yeah, mouth. yeah, inconsistent with Alicia Fox. It. She's like the Lady Shane McMahon for mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I chose Lana. I just think she's. Uh, you're right. Uh, another, not too different from Enzo, like a, a very strong non-wrestling personality, yeah. much less so this year where they've gotten away from her. Uh, she had a great dynamic with Rusev, who is now, mm. I mean, we thought about Rusev floundering without her. It was the opposite you this bet. year. um Solano, it was my worst pick. And the fact that they've kind of stopped that push for her as the wrestler, I think that that speaks volumes, that this was something that is not working and they realized it. Worst tag team. Last year, Mouth, you chose The Ascension. Jay went with the Authors of Pain. And I had the VOD Villains, who are no longer mm-hmm. together. Nope. And Aiden English is on to much bigger and better things. Uh, this year, uh, my pick was The Hype Bros, as the hype ended. And <laughs> I don't think anyone was was very
3: sad about nope. that decision. Uh, Mouth. I have a tie between Breezango and The Ascension, just because... I thought those vignettes when they kind of started were entertaining but they really took a dive fast and now as soon as I see them on the TV I hit the fast forward button it's just
2: and yeah I, I yeah just, but come on at least they had a bump in the year like it what they had something though you just said they were entertaining for about two so weeks
3: maybe bump. that's not an I don't know I I guess because I thought it was going to go somewhere and then it just it
2: really I mean really really got bad quickly so that's why I picked them James. I went with Titus Worldwide and whatever that is between those right. two. Are they a tag team? Maybe. But everything about them has been a complete failure. Even with Titus, here's a guy who is not good in the ring and has continually proven to have some of the most awkward television talking segments this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the Apollo? other half. Apollo, Apollo, Apollo. Yes. Again, there's another puzzling uh, 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 guy Apollo. to come up from the roster. Yeah. Why not leave him down and and ha- let him let him do some work? Let him get more comfortable on the mic. These guys are uh, bad in
0: all aspects, is what I have written here. <laughs> <laughs> Way, who is your worst tag team of the year? My worst tag team of the year are the Shining Stars, aka the Colognes. Um What I do recall from them were just those terrible. Welcome to Puerto Rico. Well, those debates. aren't allowed anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah, considering the state of yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah.
0: Yes. yeah but, really, but uh, they were just uh, to the point of aggravation. And then I thought they had a bit of a, you know, kind of a. There, there was a bit of hope for them when they moved to SmackDown and, and they were re- rebranded as a more serious colognes. But since then, they've just kind of completely fallen off. One and of them's injured. No, one of them yeah, was. I think so. Yeah. Are and they I back? Think, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, I just simply don't have that much interest in them. Yeah.
1: We go to Worst on the Mic. Your pick last year, Mouth, was Titus O'Neil, Jay, Nia Jax, Mm -hmm. and myself, Kalisto. And this year, uh, Worst on the Mic, we will start things off with
2: Jay. It's my worst wrestler of the year. He's Worst on the Mic because he's the – he's – it's it's very interesting because he's actually amazing. He's actually amazing <laughs> on the mic. He's a tremendous promo. Uh, he can remember bizarre things. The style is tremendous. And he's been doing the exact same thing for how long now? Five, Five years. years. Yep. And they, WWE is really at fault for this. They give him so much television time. And I fast forward. Bray Wyatt is horrendous. <laughs>
3: mouth yeah I'm not arguing with Jay I agree Bray Wyatt it's just terrible it hasn't changed and and like you said it is funny because it is such a unique different style but when it's just the same thing over and over and over again there's got to be something concrete there that people can latch on to and I think that's a big problem with his promos there's nothing there for
0: people to latch on to so yeah you just hit the fast forward button way are you continuing the Bray Wyatt trend I'm not uh I have to give honorable mentions to a couple people and that includes TJP au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> <laughs> as well uh Johnny Impact who I think is a terrible yeah. promo for a main eventer and probably the biggest thing that is holding him back cuz mm. the man has everything else uh but my horse on the mic this year is lucha things And I've said Kalisto. Wow. Mm Kalisto.
1: I went with Bray Wyatt here. Just the the bane of my existence on Monday nights. (laughs) When we go backstage, (laughs) I see that smoke, and then I feel it coming out of my ears as I'm listening to this guy. Uh, The only thing that keeps me through these promos is just I have to transcribe to do something during these segments, that at the end of it, I have no goddamn idea what he has just said. I know that I'm going to hear it for the rest of the entire year, every single week. It's just so flat to me. It's a character that I, I just feel they feel is this great story of an NXT creation and this guy who went from Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt. What a great story <laughs> yeah. of this character yeah. that was developed and it's death. And it's just has not evolved and it's everything a promo should not be where you're left
3: with. Zero interest to hear from this guy, much less what he has just set out to do and that says something too for someone that has to sit there and actually transcribe the promo and really intensely look at the promo and you still come up with nothing it just I have no
1: idea it's just it 's saying words yeah. one after the other yeah. that is just designed to be yep. clever and it 's death. Worst announcer. Mouth, last year you chose the team of Matt Stryker and Vampiro. Jay, you chose the Pope, and I chose the Pope as well, who is no longer calling Impact every week.
0: Uh, we will start with you, Wei, your worst announcer for the year. My worst announcer is probably Booker T. Uh, it's... Mm, yeah. I feel like he's <laughs> a, he's a better Booker T now than he was in his last uh, run. But uh, I still feel like he is quite ill-suited and doesn't necessarily add too much. Although I will say I really haven't been too big of a fan of Corey Graves either lately. I, I mean, Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I feel like much of it is probably because he's been told to play a sort of a character. But I feel like the constant bullying and constant nitpicking of things Booker says, ridiculous as they may be, I do find aggravating itself. Myself. Wow. We go to Jay with your worst announcer.
2: Well, there's a lot here. <laughs> Uh Booker T is an obvious choice and I mean I did have him down uh, just cuz you have to suffer through Booker for 3 hours every week. Uh along with that we had the announcer feud this year on Impact oh, which was brutal. absolutely horrendous. The problem with that that's also like a Bray Wyatt situation where I am a Big, big fan of Jeremy Borash and everything that he does. I think he's tremendous. Josh Matthews is in the wrong place. Josh Matthews, I don't think, should be an announcer, but he would be a great heel manager. Yes. Uh, and I'd also like to throw Dasha into this category as well. <laughs> I don't know if she fits into this or worse non-wrestling performer, but she should be fired. <laughs> flat out. She's useless. Uh, and there's no evolution to what she's doing. When you have someone like Charlie and Renee, Dasha has no place on television. About Booker T, though. Uh, mouth.
3: Yeah, it's Booker T, and I, I, in particular, this year, I think he's really, really gotten bad. Half the time, I can't even tell what he's talking about. Half the time, his references have nothing to do with what's going on in the match or what the other guys have said. I just, I just feel he's out there, and he's got maybe three or four kind of stock lines that he likes to throw in, and then the rest is gibberish. He's, he's terrible and very distracting when you're watching a match. I think as soon as he opens his mouth, I'm like, oh.
2: It's he is, uh, he's, you remember when before Morrow came back and got paired with Jerry Lawler? Mm. He's phoning it in like Jerry Lawler used to do. I don't think he watches anything else. I think he's except- lost the phone number. I don't think oh, he's even yeah, phoning yeah. it in, Jay. I
3: think he's like trapped <laughs> in the took phone me a booth. Second. He's trapped in the phone booth without a quarter. Man. That's the way I look at it. All right. He or gets, he doesn't have a cell phone.
2: Th- probably not. He's always like a
3: Vransky.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I get a guilty pleasure out of Booker T to the point that I couldn't name him my worst announcer. Uh, it's better than being completely anonymous and have Percy was my choice. Oh, yeah, mm, yeah it's bad, who, yeah. I just, there was a line this past week, two weeks ago, I think it was, where it was either Morrow or Nigel who just, like, tried to bring Percy into the conversation, just said, I agree. And the response was, that's why you're the best analyst in the business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's comedic. That's, yeah. oh, that, yeah. that's
1: funny. Yeah. Uh, because it's true. Percy Watson is just there. Yeah. Um, it's a two-man crew with a guy who's just got a VIP pass to sit with the announcers every <laughs> he week. He won
3: a contest. He's a fan that won a contest, gets to sit with the announcers. Percy Watson, completely expendable on
1: the NXT broadcast. That takes us to worst non-wrestling performer. Uh, Mouth, your choice was Captain Vasquez on Lucha Underground. Yeah, Jay, you chose Lita, as did I. Uh, Lita, <laughs>
2: well, we got our way because she's been
1: eliminated. It's a bit of a trend of the people Jay and I choose that they Out. get replaced Out. and they're yeah. not around anymore. Uh, so we go to best non-wrestling performer. Let's start off with Mouth on this one. Well, mine's not around anymore worst, either. Worst one. Yeah, Sorry, worst. worst. Yeah, worst. My,
3: mine's not around either. That's Bruce Pritchard doing the authority figure in TNA. I just... I fucking hated it. It was terrible. <laughs> I thought the guy was, he looked like shit. He'd come out unshaven in a bad friggin' blazer, suit jacket, a pair of jeans. Uh, I thought he was terrible in the role. I, I, well, is this worst dressed or worst non-wrestling
1: performance? It's part of it. <laughs> worst dressed might be a future it's category. P- <laughs>
3: it's part
2: of it. He was The I Shawn just, Michaels Award. I I, I no, nah, man, that's the uh, Cassius Ohno Award. Nah. He would have probably yeah. been the recipient. He was this, sure. this year for yeah. sure. Anyway, sorry, sorry
1: to
3: no, see your thunder their mouth. Bruce that, Richard is also awful. It's just he just like I just hated it every time he came on the screen. And plus, I'm burned out on the evil heel authority figure. And I thought he did a really shitty job at it. So, and just the look really did bother me. I'm like, I can't buy an authority figure that doesn't
0: shave and looks like a slob. I just, it just doesn't happen. Way, your worst non wrestling performer. Uh, for me, this was uh, sort of a tougher category simply because uh I couldn't think of many full timers that really left an impression on me either way. For me, I chose the Ball family and uh, oh. their appearance on WWE Raw because overall, I feel like WWE and, and and Raw itself has kind of moved on past you know just having celebrities on for the sake of. Some notoriety. I personally didn't don't feel like it added any type of positive publicity for the company. And I feel like it's I
3: don't don't even remember when that was.
1: It was it was this year. It was when they were at the Staples Center. Okay. And they got them on. Yeah. Jay?
2: Uh, I'd like to give an honorable mention in this category to Dana Warrior and anytime that she oh, pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz that's terrible and yeah. it's just that's on on WWE for putting her on TV and pushing the Ultimate Warrior yeah. in the way that they do that. But my worst non-wrestling performer and this falls into once again the Bray Wyatt category. This woman is very good at what she does, but And she'll be the first to tell you that she's very good at everything she does and everything she touches. And Stephanie McMahon is my (laughs) choice here. (laughs) Wow. And it was all capped off with what happened this week with the Women's Royal Rumble. And it's not even the women's Royal Rumble. It's the Stephanie McMahon Royal Rumble is what it is. That's this and her dealing with Bailey this year as well and just basically destroying the magic that Bailey had. Uh, her taking credit for all of the women's revolution and evolution or whatever she wants to call it. Every time Stephanie McMahon is on the screen, uh, she is going to make herself look great and she refuses to be the foil. And that is a huge problem. It is the opposite of what Vince used to do with Stone Cold Steve Austin, where Austin mm-hmm. always got the better of him, and no one can ever get the better of Stephanie. She is my worst non-wrestling performer this year. Here, here, Well spoken.
1: Um, I'm choosing the, the android Dasha Fuentes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the most mechanical announcer I have ever seen, in the sense that I feel like there is a control panel in the back of her head with the three questions that she's going to ask in that order in that same
2: tone for everything uh do
1: you think and we, it's on we,
2: purpose john do you think like this is cesaro's mouth guard is what this is, of Vince just, oh, oh, oh she's so fucking
1: terrible. Listen, I, do, I don't I do put it all on her, because after reading Justin Roberts' book of how adamant they were about just anything from rolling R's to even sounding excited that they didn't want any of that stuff, I'm sure there is a lot to that. But it makes for an awful performance. Yeah. And we've seen the contrast of a Renee or a Charlie mm-hmm. that is so much yeah. more valuable. Yeah. And they clearly have no problem with women like those two mm. ha- showcasing life mm. that there's a pulse going on in this person <laughs> holding a microphone. Like you may as well just get a mic stand and just have a guy do a monologue backstage. If this is the, if this is what you want to have Dasha Fuentes, worst non-wrestling performer, worst gimmick of the year last year, Matthew chose Kurt Hawkins and his Chuck Norris facts uh, vignettes. <laughs> Jay, you picked Andrade Cien Almas. Well oh, that's turned around. And I had the League of Nations, a clusterfuck oh. of heels paired together.
2: This year, we start off with Jay. Uh, this year, you know... I could put Bray into this category, but I'm not going to. Uh, it, that character's been there. The problem is the evolution of that character. My worst gimmick this year is whatever the fuck Dolph Ziggler is doing. Yeah. Because I don't understand terrible. it. And it could have been an easy way to introduce Bobby Roode. Uh, they did not opt for that. And now Ziggler has just given away the U.S. title. I don't know what this is. He is the least. Well, maybe not the least interesting thing on television, because that's still Bray. But I'm going to spread things out here, and I'm going to give it to Dolph this year as my worst gimmick.
0: Way. My worst gimmick of the year is Emelina. After weeks of build, <laughs> those vignettes... Hardly uh, really is a gimmick. <laughs> she she comes out there. and says, it's this is not happening. Yeah. So, just, uh I felt bad for her, the performer, because uh certainly... Pff, I don't really, uh, she was trying to do what she, what she was told to do, uh, but for whatever reason, Vince decided at the last second, after weeks of committing to this, no, I don't want it. Uh, honorable mentions, of course, to Dolph Ziggler, who also seems to be stuck in Reboot.
3: And then uh, the funny thing with that one, too, is then they just went and did it with Lana. Like, almost. Almost yeah. started, I think, what they wanted to do it's with her. C- they just kind of pushed it to Lana. Yeah, with And the, that the, didn't work right. either.
1: The, the dancing vignette yeah. she was doing. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, that. Mouth? Yeah. Well, I went for more like uh, not a person, but my gimmick was the House of Horrors match from the with Orton and uh, Bray Wyatt at Payback. I just thought what a ridiculously stupid gimmick. Uh, it, it it made for a terrible match. Uh, no one bought it. It was yeah, just just horrible. I I always hate it when they go over the top with gimmick matches like that, where the guy's got to drive out to the house, and then there's music playing in the background during the fight, and that it was just terrible, terrible.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't want to just pile on Bray Wyatt throughout this show. So my worst gimmick of the year was Sister Abigail, uh, where oh, well, all year that's, long... That's I, not piling on Bray Wyatt? Well, it, got, it actually got saved because uh, of an illness. Yes, it literally was uh, saved because he was amazingly going to find new lows with yeah. this yeah. alter ego that I hope we never see ever again. But we shall see. Worst match of the year. Last year, mouth, you chose Marty the Moth versus Killshot in a weapons of mass destruction match match. on Lucha Underground. Hated that match. Jay picked uh, the infamous three-way on an episode of Impact between Jade, Rebel, and Marty Bell. Yes, Uh, terrible. And I went with Rebel against Shelly Martinez on a TNA one-night-only knockout knockdown pay-per-view event. Uh,
3: This year, we will start off with Mouth with Worst match of the year. Well, I just mentioned it. The, or- the Orton versus Wyatt Payback House of Horrors match in the stupid house. Music playing in the background. The baby's hanging on the ceiling and crying. He leaves a fridge. Wyatt drops a fridge on Orton. Then goes back to the arena. And gets in the ring. Does this big interest. And then Orton is just standing there. No explanation. How did he get out from under the fridge? And then, of course, the ending, too, with the Singh brothers coming in and Jinder Mahal and setting up all that. It was just such a mess and so stupid and totally unbelievable
2: and shit Jay what was your worst match of the year I have a tie ooh and it involves the same two people in both matches. So that's high <laughs> praise, yeah, because both of the matches were terrible. Yes. It was, it, it was, was a, f- a debate. Wyatt and Orton, and it is for both the House of Horrors as and well the, as the and WrestleMania Mania, debacle yeah, terrible with the match. projections on the the ring. maggots. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, awful. Both awful. I made the choice of House of Horrors over WrestleMania, but it's it's the. The antithesis of Okada Omega the debate you can have over. <laughs> it is. Which true. one was worse here. Uh, just a horrendous idea. And it makes me very pessimistic about them going to the Hardy compound. Yeah. yeah. Some yes. more ideas. Because yes. I think it'll be a very production heavy, uh,
0: WWE production yes. heavy idea if they do that. Wei, what, did, what was your choice? Well, a lot of matches, I mean, I think are just simply boring, but I don't think about them. This one happened to be boring, and I still think about it, and yes, it is the House of Horrors. Yeah. A gimmick that hopefully we
3: never see
2: again, but you never see that. But then
3: again, they brought one
2: other one back this year we thought we'd never see again, too. The Punjabi. Punjabi. That should be mentioned here. Another honorable mention should go to Bailey and Alexa Bliss with Mm -hmm. the kendo 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 stick. stick Yes, yeah. Where it pretty much, along with the Stephanie McMahon thing that I mentioned earlier, destroyed Bailey. In San Jose. Yeah, the yes. one in her hometown. Yeah, it was in yes. Bailey's hometown too. So yeah. let's put and that that's in. That's where the plunge yeah. took place yeah. for
1: Bailey. Worst feud of 2017. Last year, the choices uh, from the three of us: Mouth, you chose Shane McMahon against the Undertaker, <laughs> of course. And Jay and I had the same pick with Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil. The prime time Riveting. mega powers exploding to <laughs> Riveting. crickets. Uh, worst feud of the year i will start this one off my choice was jeremy borash versus josh matthews Mm -hmm. which i think everyone enjoyed josh matthews as a heel and then we thought we had the payoff and the end to all of this but it was just the beginning and instead they were going to build this one to a slam reversary pay-per-view showdown where this finally took place and then the big payoff is they're going to call the shows together yeah So we went through all of that, and it was just the wrong kind of focus. As we talk about all the pro wrestling promotions that have grown and what the common denominator has been about great wrestling, intriguing characters, and growing. And this feud was just the complete opposite. And it's fine to be different, but when it's not working, identifying it and learning from what works. And this didn't work in 2017. Mouth, I hand it off to you for which Yeah,
3: well, we're tagging and we're talking about the same damn thing. Absolutely. That feud was just, it drove me fucking nuts. I hated it. There's nothing worse when your commentators, who are supposed to be helping you get your product over to the audience, are sitting there and fucking bickering for the entire show. It took away from every single match. And yeah, just what John talked about, the way the whole angle, instead of going in a straight line and leading to a finish, just went in a fucking circle and came right back to the same spot. No payoff. Uh, terrible. I don't know why they didn't take Josh Matthews and make him a heel manager or use something much more effective with the guy. He would have been great. And they almost kind of teased it. I thought he was going to be there with Lashley, but that didn't happen. Yeah, just terrible. I think when you have commentators feud, you can't make it work because every match they're just arguing with each other. It hurts the product tremendously. You're way more relaxed this week. I can tell this is your comfort zone.
2: <laughs> Jay, what was your worst game? Yeah, feat? just ditto. Same thing.
0: Way? Yeah. My worst feud was Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, I think what stood out about this one was the fact that it contained probably my mm, or what did I choose this as the worst segment? But anyway, one of the most atrocious segments of the year in the Bailey. This is your Life oh, segment. that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the worst yep, pieces yep. of TV they produced in recent memory, and then the Kendo Stick match, as Jay mentioned, which. Uh, you know, the whole angle is really set up for Bailey to, uh, kind of finally embrace her aggressive side and to use the kendo stick and to win ultimately in the end. But in the, at the end of the, the match, we really just saw her as a failure. Yep. In her hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: maybe she'll come up in this next one. The category is they really dropped the ball on. Mouth, last year you said Sami Zayn. Uh, Jay chose uh, Bubba Ray's singles heel run in the WWE, not capitalizing on that. And my choice was Seth Rollins and his comeback from the injury and right back into a heel spot and then getting to the babyface run. run. Uh, this year, uh, let's go to mouth with your... There's
3: lots to pick
1: from, I would There are quite say. a few. Who did they most drop the
3: ball on? Well, I mean, I have honorable mentions for Finn Balor, um, Shinsuke Nakamura as well, but honestly, a, a guy that I really wanted to see succeed, and that's Austin Aries. I was just so upset with the way they handled him. They gave him, you know, he got hurt, and they gave him that great spot on the commentary. I thought he was doing a great job on the commentary, and it got people familiar with him. I thought, once he heals, he's going to be good to put him in, give him a push, and nothing. In fact, it got so bad that the guy left the company so to me that's that that was the one that's that stood out in in a in a match and bailey as well of course but for sure to me it was austin aries because i really liked the guy thought he was talented thought he could make a mark and i thought and they even had the opportunity to build him up with the commentary and they still fucked it up so there you go Jay.
2: It's Nakamura on the main roster, mm-hmm. I mean, to see the magic that he had not only in Japan, but transferring to NXT yep. and, and showing that it can work in North America, uh, it, it, it's like, we've already had the success, well, we need to modify it, making him talk, putting him in matches with Baron Corbin, uh, why? That's this guy's- the
3: thing, he almost hasn't had a match where he can showcase how good he is in the ring. The glimpse was the that stare down with
1: AJ yeah. and they briefly went at it at Money in the Bank and the place went nuts. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, about it. Yeah. It's
0: just C- – Cena match was good.
1: Yeah, you're right. They did have the Cena match.
2: You just look at the – like I could have put Bailey in this category but uh-huh. and, and there's, there's, there's huge value in, in Bailey but I look at the main event possible value here and if you're looking for a foreign star as well, you have it. It's sitting right in front of you and you're not utilizing yep. it. So Nakamura on the main roster.
1: Yeah, I had a few here. I could go Bailey, uh the Cruiserweight division, even the UK series, which I loved that tournament in January. I thought it was tremendous and just such poor follow-up yeah. Um, outside of cameos from Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, and Trent Seven every now and then on NXT. But the one I went with was just – it was so nothing was after building up this – Charlotte undefeated streak on pay-per-view, just ending it out of the blue yeah. on the fast lane pay-per-view in March. And it just felt so you had built something up that just happened to grow on its own, that suddenly you had this pay-per-view streak and you fast forward, if that was something you had put a lot of stock into and the idea of a Ronda Rousey coming in, it's just such a ready-made or Oscar anyone. Yeah. There is so yeah. many, just anything where that streak is built up as the prime focus of, of a match on pay-per-view. And instead, they ended it, and it was just in the afterthought. Oh, yeah, that was the end of her winning streak. And you just lost something that had fallen into your lap and was a great device that was totally, they dropped the ball on. Uh,
0: worst angle. Last year, sorry, mouth hurt. Oh, sorry, has, sorry. He hasn't done his yeah, yet. Come on. For me, it was the entire Cruiserweight division. Uh, last year, the CWC was probably my favorite network production that they had. This year, they turned it into a glorified edition of Jacked. That audiences struggle to sit through just so they can see a dark match with Shinsuke Nakamura. There are just so many names of talented people on the roster that, uh, for whatever reason, just look great at the Cruiserweight Classic or, or otherwise. And uh, they were paintbrushed with this unfortunate 205 Live purple. And <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> Neville's, Aries, Jack Gallagher, Tazawa, to Grand Medalik, who still hasn't really had yep. a storyline. So much talent is being wasted in the, I'll in say. the division. Yeah, it's purgatory to be sent there to the cruiserweight
1: division. It's very limiting.
2: I am curious to see um, Rockstar Spud uh, and and what he's going to bring to the table because I do think we've seen some glimpses like Gulak I think is great and interests me. Uh, Enzo has been good for uh, that particular show but, of course, lacks in the ring. And the one thing that Spud brings to the table is both. You have a, a, a good in-ring performer, uh, someone who is smaller and someone who is just delightful on the microphone and who has been given so much garbage in Impact when he was there and, and done so well with it. I'm very, very curious. That, as much as Enzo might have brought some mainstream eyes to it when Spud appears on 205, I will definitely be watching very closely.
1: So this takes us to Worst Angle. Last year, Mouth, you chose Shane McMahon returning to the company. <laughs> Jay chose Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker for Control of Raw that Shane lost but gained. <laughs> yes, but got it back <laughs> anyways. And I went with the Old Day segment involving the New Day Ooh. with Gallows and Anderson. Yes. That was uh, the This Is Your Life of
0: 2016. Yep. Uh, for this year, uh, we will start with Way. For me, it was, again, Bailey, This Is Your Life. It was a segment that took up a lot of TV time. It was poorly written. It was poorly acted with people who clearly didn't give a shit about wrestling and resulted in an awful payoff in, in the match. Mouth, your worst angle? Uh, Jason
3: Jordan is Kurt Angle's son. I, it's just, it's, it, it was stupid. Nobody bought into it. It was actually based on a rib on Angle and it, it's just, if you were going to bring him over, just bring him. Over. And not to mention that they broke up a great tag team to do this angle as well. So I just, I just thought it was really, really stupid, and it continues to be stupid. It, every time I see the two of them on TV, I cringe. That there's no chemistry between the two of them at all.
2: You don't buy into it for one second. Okay. Uh, Mouth said everything that I wanted to say in this particular (laughs) category. All right. Well, I'm going to shine a light on
1: one that probably everybody forgot because no one was watching this show. But Brian Kendrick stealing Akira Tozawa's passport. (laughs) (laughs) Where Tozawa was overseas Mm -hmm. and Kendrick stole his passport. And then the following week he was just back. And we figured
0: (laughs) (laughs) the passport was returned. That feud went on forever with the lessons. There were like lessons from Kendrick, and yeah. there were lessons oh, from Tazawa. all of that. Oh yeah. my God! It, it's
1: it's That's a whole so umbrella bad. of that <laughs> feud that was terrible. And then after this angle, you read in Justin Roberts' book that this is what they did to him. They stole his passport, and he had That's to go right. to an embassy That's right. That's to go right. get his passport. And it was like right in proximity of the book coming out. That I'm sure uh, <laughs> one led to the other. Worst wrestling event of the year, Mouth chose Fast Lane last year, Jay chose Slammiversary, and I chose Bound for Glory. As we fast forward to 2017, Jay, what is your worst wrestling event
2: of the year? Bound for Glory 2017. Despite the fact that it happened a few days after, we uh, had our uh, incident with uh, Impact and Anthem. I still watched it, and it was just terrible. So much talent there and just not being utilized properly. Mouth? I didn't even bother. Oh, of course, with Bound do. for Glory. Yeah. Sorry,
3: but Impact is permanently off the dial for me. I went with Battleground with the Punjabi prison match with Jinder and Orton. Giant Colly just showing up out of nowhere to help Jinder at the end. We also had Nakamura versus Corbin, which sucked. DQ had, finish. Yeah, and then the AJ, even AJ versus Owens had that weird finish, where the we messed up finish. We didn't, they addressed uh, we didn't on think the 365 it was, special. Yeah, we didn't think it was right. And then the long, boring Rusev seen a flag match. And then and there was even even that uh, stupid thing with Brizango, something was supposed to be resolved with them at Battleground and they didn't even talk about it at all. The new as we mentioned New Days versus Uso was the only good match on that show. I just thought it was terrible and I don't know who the hell thought bringing back the Punjabi prison match was a fucking good idea cuz this plainly showed that oh, it was not. I love like mouth that's off the radio. Oh, <laughs> <he's bad. laughs>
1: it's been a while. He's in his natural yeah. habitat now. Uh, I chose Battleground for Everything that mouth outlined way battleground as well. All right, battleground gets uh, three of the four choices. We then go to mixed martial arts worst event. Last year, mouth chose UFC 203, which was the card in Cleveland featuring Mickey Gall and CM Punk, and myself and Jay chose Bellator 149, which was a really bad fight with Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock, and an even worse debacle oh, between Kimbo Slice and mm. Dada Five Thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's right. just. Uh, incredibly embarrassing for the entire sport. Kind of led to a death.
2: Yeah. Uh, worst,
1: worst event for the year, Jade You have one?
2: I I don't, John. Uh, th- I haven't watched enough to know. And it's it, when we did best of last week. I was like, well, I enjoyed two seventeen. Uh, I didn't. I don't even take the time to sit through uh, MMA events when uh, they don't have a draw to me. And there's a lot out there, and I just skip them. So I can't pick this category. Wait, do you have a pick
3: on no. this one? Okay,
2: so this will be me and mouth.
3: Um, Actually, it won't. I don't. Oh. Ha- I don't. I don't have a pick for this either. I don't. I just don't remember seeing anything this year where I really went. This whole show blows. I have. I didn't really see anything like that this year. I didn't think there was anything. But well, you, you're I'll- the you're the master, John. So fill us in. Well, on behalf
1: of the panel, we're yes. all ch- collectively choosing then UFC 208, which was Jermaine Durandamy versus Holly Holm, which was uh, just. Flagrant fouls throughout this fight. Uh, it was a very contentious decision. Jermaine Durandamy wins, would never defend this title. Uh, ten fights on this card, nine decisions. There was also a horrendous decision for Anderson Silva over Derek Brunson. Uh, very bad pay-per-view uh, at a major uh, arena in the Barclay Center in Brooklyn. And it was just a, a very bad show overall. We- well, at least John Holly Holm had that notable fight last week. Well, I mean, speechless after that one. Exactly. <laughs> what a way to end your year. Yes. Worst promotion is where we go next. Last year, Jay and I chose TNA and Mouth, you chose Lucha Underground.
3: This year, the floor is yours, Dan Levransky. Oh, well, I, I'm picking Impact this year because it, it was just uh, it was a terrible year. And the fact that there was always something happening with Impact, they would start to go in one direction and then um, somebody would get hurt or somebody would get thrown out of the promotion or somebody would have to leave and then they have all this TV shot and they'd have to trash it all. And the show by the end, uh, Jay said on one of the shows before we got the axe, that was so appropriate, it became into like Pro Wrestling Plus. It yes. just became this bad collection of matches from different promotions where there was no real angles going on, but they just needed to fill this time. So uh, Impact or TNA or Anthem's Mistake or the Owl Wrestling Federation, whatever it's called, that's what I'm picking.
2: Jay? Well, I mean, never have I sat here and had a worse promotion affect my, uh, my personal life and my bank book. So I will choose uh, Impact slash uh, the garbage that is Anthem. I chose
1: Impact because you look at all the pro wrestling promotions this year that grew, and this was one that clearly did not. Yeah. They were riddled with just bad headlines, bad news throughout the year, who was leaving, who was out for this reason. The on-screen product was... Such a distant focus of yeah. the year. Everything was the stories that were going on behind the scenes of this company. Um, couldn't get um, a different TV deal other than pop. I think that affects them for 2018. I don't think the, the app got off to the kind of momentum they were hoping for. And their viewership went down. They tried to go back onto the road. They haven't revisited that since. This is a time when wrestling is... In somewhat of a boom to be able to go out there. And Impact is not enjoying that success. And, hey, in 2018, if Don Callis and Scott Demore can turn this around, it'll be a massive achievement.
3: Actually, that would be a big story if they can turn this around. But
1: they, I think everyone realizes the mountain they have to climb to try and turn this around. It's not going to be easy. They're in a very difficult spot as we switch
0: the calendar. Uh, Way. I think it's a clean sweep. And um, it's... You know, having a front row seat to to everything that 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 occurred. (laughs) You were literally there. Yeah, you were literally
3: there with a lot of the stuff. I know,
0: I know, I know the shoestring budget this company operates on, and this year, really, especially towards the end, I think they were just. Hoping to fill that content time, and that's why you saw so many matches yeah. from other places. Yep. But it's also, you know, the 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 Hardy's uh, debacle, yep. uh, the stuff with Jarrett, and uh, the Help. the naming of the of the company, <laughs> changing the name, and then yep. not necessarily securing the rights to it. Um, uh, stuff you know, with Alberto, sticking like a, a a tag on your new belt because you you haven't you, you didn't secure the rights to the proper name of the belt. <laughs> Just like a lot of things like that. It's a growing year for for Anthem and for Impact, and hopefully in the new year they'll they'll turn things around.
1: We now move on over to worst TV show. Mouth, you chose Lucha Underground last year, and Jay and I chose Impact Wrestling. Uh, we will start with Jay.
2: Impact got worse. Mouth, you talked about the Pro Wrestling Plus thing that that I had mentioned on the show that they are doing, um, and it's gotten to the pack where uh, the the uh, they, they've degraded so much I don't watch anymore. Yep, ditto.
1: Uh, I went with 205 live just because you look at the pieces that are in place to me impacts a show that it shouldn't be two hours. It's they can't fill two hours consistently every week, but you have some very good characters on there that there's some talented people on it. And I think people look at that baseline of what they're at and they know what to expect with 205 live. We saw where the baseline could have been coming off the Cruiserweight Classic. And this show, I mean, you can't even compare this to the Cruiserweight Classic. Yet so many of the same parts are involved here that this is a skippable show. You have incredible talent on 205 Live that is not reaching that potential. And it's its unfortunately just become a very missable show. And it's a brand that WWE creative has heard it rather than enhanced it.
0: I also went with 205 Live. I think uh, we started the year reviewing it pretty consistently. But then once we started to realize that the storylines really didn't matter, the matches didn't matter because you could probably see them again on Raw. Um, bad attempts at sports entertainment characters and gimmicks when that was never the appeal of the cruiserweights in the first place. Plus the poor positioning of the show at a time after SmackDown. uh Completely didn't make sense to me and probably didn't set these guys up uh, for any type of success. So most weeks it was a chore, and that's why I chose 205 Live. We go on over to worst non-in-ring
1: TV show, which we outlined last week. The lack of original programming on the WWE Network has kind of cannibalized this category uh, last year mouth you chose camp WWE as did Jay and I went with this one-off special they did the state of the WWE universe <laughs> which just disintegrated into Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon arguing with Mick Foley who was accompanied by Stephanie to set up the Survivor Series and was I thought a train wreck uh, this year I went with a series I watched the two versions of this year and just it's become so patterned and so Uh, It's not must-watch, even when a championship is at stake, and that is Ultimate Fighter. Uh, I thought both seasons this year, this has just completely gone away from a show that had anything unique. It's very much a a pattern presentation that the MMA audience has moved on from. The novelty of a fight on TV is definitely not there, and it's just seeing the – you're tying up divisions in some sense when you put coaches on this for the entire run of a series and you're only attracting under 500,000 viewers.
3: I can't even think of anybody that watches it. I don't have any friends anymore that watch Ultimate Fighter. Like, everybody loved it in the beginning, but I, most people that I know have tuned out several seasons ago. It's one I can certainly see with
1: Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender series, that when this TV deal is up, that that takes the spot of Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. because I have a really hard time imagining that Ultimate Fighter is going to be something
2: that, lasts into this next TV deal, but we shall see. Uh Jay. Yeah. So we talked about WWE cutting shows and they've cut things that I personally had interest in, and we at the table had interest in in regards to Talking Smack and the Edging Christian show. And the replacements to it are things like I have two here that to me, one is repetitive, done over and over, and that's straight to the source. And that's Corey Graves' interview series. There's so many interview series, and this mm-hmm. one is just kayfabe, and I have no interest in it. On the flip side of that, the other one that I wanted to mention was Bring It to the Table, because it seems to cause more harm than good, <laughs> with the politics surrounding it. Yep. And this is – the the Moro thing was created. I mean, there were many things, yep. but it was brought out here. And you're you're – sometimes you're in character sometimes you're not uh like choose what you do and don't do both uh, i don't see a need for this and i think that talking smack is of so much more value mm. to your in-ring product and your characters and edge and christian is was just a fun show why not ditch these and put the other ones back it's also interesting that where
1: they're cutting back on these original programs one of to me the most effective and relatively cost effective ones was doing that podcast right after raw mm. it's setting up a backstage studio, and you go live with an Austin or even a Jericho yeah. interviewing someone, and they abandoned. They didn't do one of those. Yeah, those this were, those year.
3: those were really good. I got I picked straight to the source as well, just because, like Jay said, it's just another kayfabe interview show. There's no reason to watch it at all.
0: Way, there wasn't too much that left that big of an impression on on me either way. But I did watch that uh, straight to the source with Roman Reigns, and it was a, a bit of a waste of a half. Of yeah, course. exactly. So we'll go with that. That's yeah. the
3: thing you feel at the end that you really got nothing out of it. Mm. The next one is an MMA category. Most
1: disappointing fighter. Last year, uh, we all had different picks. Mouth, you chose CM Punk. Agni chose John Jones. And I went with Johnny Hendricks. Uh, This
3: year... Uh, I'm going with John Jones.
1: I
2: got a repeat too. Is yeah. there
1: anyone that went?
3: I, I picked John Jones. I mean, honorable mention to Donald Cerrone because he's just a favorite and he did so good the year before where he won all four of his fights and then he lost all three of his fights this year. But I, my pick is John Jones too, man. The guys had it. In his hand several times, and he's just blown it. You could argue he was at his highest point after winning the yes. title from Daniel
1: Cormier. We were talking about the Brock Lesnar possibility. Oh, yeah. It was as though – so it was this yeah. great comeback story. Oh. And when you see, saw that headline, I remember sending it to Jay right when I saw it. And it was just like unbelievable, but in so many
3: ways completely believable.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Way? Don't have a choice, but I mean if, if – I'll, I'll join the bandwagon. John One. Jones.
3: Seriously, the guy was at the top of the heap, and he constantly finds some way to fall to the bottom. His
0: silliness always comes back to <laughs> <unbite> him
3: <laughs> in the Bite <laughs> the ass, there you
1: go. Uh, worst MMA fight, last year. mouth, you went with Mickey Gall and CM Punk, uh, something you were not a fan of, any no. of this. Uh, And then Jay and I chose Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000 from Bellator 149.
3: Uh, mouth, do you have a worst fight? I did. I didn't. Again, I didn't really think of anything this year where I really went. This is terrible. Does anyone have a worst fight? I don't
1: either, myself? John. Sorry. I went with Tyron Woodley and Stephen Thompson from UFC 209 in Las Vegas. Uh, this was the rematch. Their first fight was actually really good at Madison Square Garden, and the second one was anything but. The last one. The last award is the WTF moment of the year. Uh, something that happens that makes mouth yell at the top of his lungs what the fuck what the fuck this year uh, actually we go back first to last year's choices mouth you went with Samoa Joe still being in NXT anthem buying TNA and Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker at Wrestlemania 32 you said what the fuck numerous times last year I, I did this year too <laughs> Jay went with John Jones failing his drug test uh ahead of uh coming out of UFC 2 or, sorry right prior to UFC 200 which took him off that card and my choice was Shane McMahon running raw after losing to the Undertaker with that very stiff up for grabs this year way what made you so angry
0: that you yelled Ooh, well uh i think i probably yelled it really loudly in my head and this was Bray Wyatt as Sister Abigail I think for years, fans <laughs> were wondering about this identity of this mythical Sister Abigail that we all saw so much potential in. Um When they began, <laughs> when those lights flashed and it was Bray dressed in this black veil insinuating that he was Sister Abigail, I really didn't know how to take it. Uh Don't I almost... forget the voice alteration. That's right, yes. I almost wish we had the chance to see this come to fruition just so I could see it in a match. Uh, perhaps the fact that we never will probably save Bray.
2: Jay. Um, I think our show getting canceled would have been what made me say, oh, what the fuck? October 29th, 2017. Clearly that was it. And there's oh. nothing else because it's it once it affects... Me personally, <laughs> and, and I and I do something for two decades, and it and they have the role the rug pulled out from under me. Uh, as was probably for anyone listening to this show, yeah, had exactly. to be their for moment sure. as well this year. Yep, that was. I mean, I had a couple
3: honorable mentions. You know, great giant colleagues showing up for the Punjabi Prison match. Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son, but I agree. That's what I had here, October 29th ninth, twenty seventeen. The day we found out that was it. All right. So once again, the lesson I didn't learn last week about following you
1: two. Uh, I, I would just went with the booking of Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania being in the skybox. And all of a sudden the lights go out and we see images of maggots on the canvas <laughs> for our championship match. Uh, that I think literally people in the media box were saying what the fuck at and it was just a atrocious match, but lots of options for this past year. That is the worst. Of 2017, but as we teased last week, every year now we have been doing likely-unlikely scenarios. So I have put together a list here that we're just going to go around, and this is very simple. I'll read it out, and you guys just will go in order here from J-mouth to way. uh, With likely or unlikely for 2018. Starting off in NXT, Aleister Black wins the NXT title. Likely.
3: Yeah, I would say likely
1: too. Yes. Lucha Underground tapes season four. Are you not going to do it too? Do people want to hear? I'll say likely on that one. Lucha Underground tapes season four and the full season airs on the El Rey Network. The entire season they tape. The entire
2: season has already aired? It will. It will air. No, no. like like It'll be done by the... I'm asking for the details. So they tape the season. Let's put
1: it this way. It's taped and it's still a weekly show by the end of 2018. Likely. Mouth? I'm going to say unlikely. I'm going to go unlikely on that one. We'll say likely. Likely. At least one football game funded by Alpha Entertainment <laughs> takes place. At
2: least one actual football game. No. no. Uh, uh, un- could, I don't think that it has started yet. Okay. I mean, the foundation, the building blocks are there. So unlikely to your specific question. No games. I'm going to say likely.
3: I'm going unlikely on that I'm one. I'm going to say there might, might squeak one out before the end of the year. Unlikely for
1: me as well. Unlikely. Yeah. A price increase is introduced on the WWE Network.
2: Oh, interesting. What do they sit at now in the US? Have they it's are they still ninety nine? It's, it's
1: 99? the same. It's still ninety yes. yep. nine. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if everyone's aware. Up here in Canada, Rogers distributes the network, and yep. it's eleven ninety nine for us up here.
0: Yeah, now. which is actually cheaper in American dollars. True. Yes. Huh.
2: Um,
1: price increase. And this, we can also encompass, uh, like, a tiered system if they keep $9.99, but some kind of price alteration.
2: Um,
3: Unlikely. Okay. Yeah, same. I I don't
0: see them changing it. I'm saying unlikely, too, for fear of just... Revolt or upsetting anyone. Yeah. I'll say likely. I mean, Netflix has done it and Mm -hmm. I feel like people will jump on, especially if it's for something like WrestleMania. I don't think two or $3 will make that big of a difference.
1: Okay. We'll stay on the WWE and the television front. The WWE leaves the USA network. Unlikely. Yeah. Unlikely. I'll say unlikely as well. I think they're very happy there and USA network needs to keep them. Way. Me as well. Chris Jericho is a part of the G1 Climax this summer.
2: Ooh. Hmm. So when is the G1 scheduled? What month is it? It's always...
3: End of July. Yeah.
1: End of
2: July. It's a four-week tournament. It's always around the same time. Hmm. Uh,
3: Unlikely. I want to say likely because I want to see it. So, I'm, I honestly, I'm going to say likely just because I want to see it.
2: I don't know if his body, I think that would be really, no, G1 is no so way. taxing. I, I don't true. think Chris's body, I don't think he that would could want be a, it. That,
3: could be, that yeah. could be, yeah, you're right. For that very reason that there's
1: a chance that he might be listening to this and you're doubting if his body hold <laughs> up. I'm going to say
0: likely. That, <laughs> because that's
1: the exact kind of thing yeah. that he looks at a Eugene guy exactly. right. doing the G1. I'm going to say likely. i do like.
0: it, yeah. I, was, I, I could see it. I will say unlikely because, I mean, at this stage of, of his career, I don't feel like he has anything to gain from being in the G1. I don't necessarily feel like – I mean, don't get mad at me too if, if if he's listening, but I don't <laughs> think he can keep up with the level that's demanded for something right. like that. And I don't think he needs to. He can make money doing plenty else. So yeah, do another that cruise. is true.
3: That is true.
0: Fozzy, yeah. you know? Yeah. It would be interesting too if they did part of the G1 in the US
1: and broke some of that up as well. Yes,
2: public. yes. Uh Let's go to... Don't get me wrong. I think that Jericho may have a part, be a part of New Japan Mm -hmm. beyond what he's doing with Omega. I think he's very, like, beyond valuable to New Japan. Completely. Not G1.
1: Bobby Lashley faces Brock Lesnar on a WWE pay-per-view. Unlikely. Mouth? When's
3: his contract up? It's up this year, isn't it? Next month or two. March, uh, I think.
0: Mm, you know what? I'm going to say likely. I'm saying likely as well. Yeah. I'm saying likely as well, simply because he's, he as a free agent, uh, in the condition that he is in, looking like he still looks, yep. I'm sure Vince is already targeting him.
1: Ronda Rousey has a wrestling match with Stephanie
0: McMahon. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh.
3: I could totally see it Un- happening. Unlikely. I could see. I'm going to say likely because just the way she's been and everything's got to revolve around her. I could totally see it happening. I'm saying likely. Oh. Yep. And uh. I could even see Stephanie winning the first one. Yes. <laughs> oh, I could see that at WrestleMania. Too.
1: I think SummerSlam. I, I don't know. Maybe they could do the two match series, that type of thing. But given that I think Ronda will do multiple matches yeah, this I year, I think so too. I think
0: at least one with Stephanie. Way? I will say likely as well, because when you look at Ronda Rousey in the WWE, who are the opponents she can have that'll make the most money, generate the most buzz? Okay. And, you know, you can look at Charlotte, maybe an Asuka match, but Stephanie is certainly up there. Yep. Okay, this one, remember, this is likely or unlikely to happen, not want or not want, <laughs> okay.
1: okay? The Bray Wyatt gimmick is
3: abandoned. <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. They're not going anywhere with it. They're just going to keep rolling on. I'll say unlikely.
0: Unlikely, though I do really hope for some type of evolution, maybe a break as well.
3: Yeah, huh. maybe. To,
1: exactly. Yeah, A-Y-K-E.
0: A-Y-K-E. We, we yeah. got that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don Callis and Scott Damore are still executives at Impact Wrestling.
2: Jay. Uh, both of them? Yeah, both. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh well, considering the garbage that it is, I'll say unlikely.
3: Mouth. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna say unlikely too.
1: I think at least one will be there. Well, yeah,
3: but you—I clarified
1: both, right? Yep. Yeah, I said both, yeah. so I'm saying unlikely because yeah. I don't know if both. Um, and just look at the turnover this year. I think. Yeah, that's
0: exactly. Exactly. Reasonable way. I will say likely. I think uh, you know the company is looking for stability right now, and I feel like Demore is somebody who could bring that. I don't think he's kind of as um, as prone to maybe rocking the boat as much. I feel like his job will be there to ha- uh, keep a steady course, make a show, make sure we're on budget, and. You know, I do think that they'll be around.
2: Well, that would be my choice to stay. I'm just yes. wondering about Callis. Yes. Yeah, his, exactly. His role back into pro wrestling this year after being gone, I just see more um, opportunities for him that may evolve beyond impact.
1: The wrestler featured on the cover of the WWE 2K19 video game is CM Punk.
3: Unlikely. Yeah, unlikely. I'll say unlikely. Unlikely as well. Okay. Okay.
1: Jeff Jarrett appears on WWE programming. Unlikely.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I would say unlikely, too. Unlikely. Yeah. Unlikely. Damn. Maybe
0: 2K19? (laughs)
2: Uh, (laughs) Ain't this great? The good housekeeping. Yeah, that's the the thing. You're
3: going to be able to do the good housekeeping Mm, match next year. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Mm. Brock Lesnar,
1: whose contract is up just after WrestleMania, is a WWE performer on December 31st. Uh,. Sorry, when's his contract his up? His contract's up after
2: WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Uh,
0: Will he resign, basically? Uh, likely. Yeah,
2: I'm saying likely, too. I think he could go away for a bit. Uh, when's his USADA? When's, when's he able to go back?
1: It's frozen, to so one? he's got to go back. And I, th- I don't know the exact number of months that he has to go through the testing before he can fight again. But it's several months.
2: I think UFC is going to make a play for him again just because there's so much money there and it's his last hurrah. But no matter how many times you test positive, they're going to want him in there. They already were approaching him for Jones. But he, I think he could be back with WWE or, or they'll just let him go and come back. So likely.
0: Okay. I'm just going to be different and say unlikely. Wait, I will say likely. I think uh whether or not he has a match, I'm trying to even think who the, a proper opponent would be for him at this stage. I mean... Cormier, maybe? I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it attractive enough for Brock to come back yeah, and have a match? That's I'm not it. sure. But I certainly see Brock being a pro- professional wrestler for at least a few more years. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, NXT is airing on regular television.
2: Uh,
1: hmm. Their uh, new deal brings NXT onto
2: cable. Yeah, but their their new deal will not take will not be in effect. Okay, by let's say the there's a of- deal
1: in place for NXT to
2: I think that's going to happen. I think that that could be – that was the test on the USA Network, and they're just looking for content, and it's it's a brand that they want out there. I don't necessarily know if you're going to see that by the end of 2018, so I'll say unlikely. Yeah, I'm saying unlikely. I'm going likely
0: on this one. All right. I certainly think it's possible, uh, but I do also feel like it's a big draw for them on the WWE Network. So for 2018, I'm going to say unlikely. Okay, and a few
1: MMA ones, and we'll wrap it up. Conor McGregor vacates the UFC lightweight title. Likely, yeah, likely. Likely, likely. Conor McGregor has a boxing fight booked this year.
3: Uh, unlikely. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to go there
1: again. I'm saying likely. Oh, geez. Pacquiao. Just a boxing fight. I I don't know an opponent.
0: I'm going to say unlikely.
1: Well, who was the other one? That was it Pacquiao that was rumored, or yeah. was it? There was some rumblings about that. Yeah, not necessarily legitimate, but right. that was talked. Uh, George St. Pierre fights at welterweight.
2: Um, George Hmm. St. Pierre fights at welterweight within the scope of 2018. Like very late. I will say likely. I can say unlikely.
1: I'm going unlikely on that one.
0: I'm gonna say unlikely as well. I really feel like at this point George has nothing more to accomplish, and he's only risking his legacy by coming yeah. back. You know, and I mean, he's a guy that thinks about that kind of stuff. Hopefully, like I mean, he talks about just the the amount of stress that he goes through. Yeah, and I just don't think it's worthwhile. Hopefully, he's he's managed his money well, and he never needs to work again. And I would just say enjoy your life. And when you are constantly just. Attacked by Dana White publicly. Mm. Yeah.
1: Does
2: that not affect your incentive sure. somewhat? Yeah, when you're set for sure. life,
1: it's your own, uh, it's your own legacy you're yeah. looking at. I don't know if there's anything left for him at this
2: well, point. Well, I think the one thing left for him is whatever happens with Conor McGregor. Conor. Yep, if there. that fight is out there, both of those guys are one. It's really the only mm-hmm. fight that I think can motivate Connor to come back because of the amount of money yeah and GSP to come in and GSP walks into that as the favorite no matter his health issues because he was huge in the bisping fight he's got to work his way on down and Connor's got to come up so I I would listen I would love to see that happen oh, me too. that fight would be um that would be the biggest MMA fight of all time yes Connor
1: McGregor is clearly not breaking news the most influential Figure this year. What
2: he chooses dictates the UFC's business
1: this year. Daniel Cormier retires as light heavyweight champion.
2: Uh, That's so sad. I love this guy so much. He's just had such a bad road thanks to John Jones. Unlikely. Yeah, I'm going to say unlikely too.
1: I'll say unlikely as champion.
2: Yeah, I think he'll fight. And
1: uh, I'm going to say unlikely as well. Francis Ngannou is the UFC heavyweight champion at the end of 2018.
3: Yeah, likely. Yeah, I, I would I would say so too. Like
1: monster, I don't know how to pick that fight. That's such a phenomenal. It fight. is. In it's, a few yeah, weeks. it's
0: going to be great. I'll say likely. Way. Yeah, I'll say likely as well. The UFC leaves Fox.
2: Mm, wow. Um,
0: Fox was not, the the network was was picked up by Disney or not? D-
1: Disney purchased the 21st Century Fox, like their the their movies, movies, the movies but in entire network. Yeah, no,
2: yeah. It likely
3: i would say unlikely i will say likely
0: i'll say likely as well
1: the ufc leaves tsn in canada which their deal is up in a couple of months
3: oh i didn't even know that uh unlikely yeah i don't think so they need the content i'll say unlikely
0: well what's what's hockey like right now with the uh, Sportsnet? What's that situation? They have a ton of money invested in for, hockey. It's still going on for many years. Oh yeah, it's a yeah, huge, it's very long. There's nowhere um, in
2: Canada. There's nowhere for UFC to
0: go. I mean, yeah. uh, unless Fight Network will well, pick it up, but I don't. Yeah. I don't even know if that's going to happen. No. Uh, so even for prelims, so I'm going to say unlikely. Brock Lesnar has a fight. Um, likely. I'd say unlikely. Unlikely. Uh, Just simply because I can't really think of what opponent would motivate him to come back right now, I'm going to say unlikely. Paul Heyman joins Bellator as an executive. Unlikely. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. Likely.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. I just, this is a guess. Come on. You know something? I
0: feel feel like this is one of those things, those like uh, predictions you're going to play back next year. (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah, John really nailed I didn't say
3: that.
1: Well, I'm going to say unlikely. Two more here. CM Punk wins a UFC fight. <laughs> unlikely. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm sorry, but unlikely. Do
1: you think CM C- Punk has a fight? Let's make it that. Yeah. CM Punk has a fight.
0: Uh I think they need it. I'll say likely. Yeah, I would I agree. I think he will. Likely. If he's under contract, I mean, I think they'd be stupid not to at least put him on that Dana White the show or whatever Tuesday night show Can't or at least put do- him on Fox man yeah Fox card oh, it's a exactly waste to put on Fight card. perfect for TV put card. it on yeah. an under card, or put it on yeah. like uh, the beginning of a card with a with an opponent that I think is at his level Bloody right and I don't think anybody will complain so you, I'm gonna say they just did a horrible number on Fox you put him on
1: Fox huge It'll number Middle will draw unbelievable oh kiosk. yeah put him on the I mean, ultimate at-
0: fighter I think
1: that's a waste.
3: It is a yeah, waste. I, mean, yeah. I think
1: it's a waste. People want to see him. It's, they do, well, look at the, was it the Kimbo. the Raw
3: on Christmas Day oh. where they went with the CM Punk chance? The yep. crowd was going crazy. So I think if you put him in a TV fight, it's going to draw. Last one. Uh, when his one-year contract
1: expires this summer, Joe Rogan leaves the UFC.
0: Mm. Ooh. Um, hmm. He's doing pretty well with those podcasts. Mm. No, He's been talking
2: about He was on the fence about it. signing yeah, this
1: one-year deal, yeah, which he, he did this past summer. The podcast, yeah, I mean. Yeah,
2: maybe, uh, oh, let's go likely. Sorry,
3: was it he will be there or won't be He there? will leave after this deal is I, I'm say. I'm going to say likely. I, th- I honestly think he wants out of it. Think I think he was hurt by Goldberg, too. I'm going likely. Me, too. The end of Joe Rogan in the UFC, yeah, possibly.
1: I, I could see it happening. Which is just the continual changing of the UFC, yes. it's yeah. such a staple voice of that product. Who replaces him, do you think? Uh, was, I would be jumping on Jimmy Smith But you also now have Dominic Cruz in the mix You have Daniel yeah. Cormier in the mix Paul Felder is a phenomenal analyst That they have just lucked into some of these fighters That are tremendous analysts it's true. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they'll miss mm. a beat But Joe Rogan had a such a special connection with people That I, I don't think he's very easily replacing mm-hmm. John
2: Pollock could do a good job there
1: as well No, no, no Who? Robin John, Black. Robin Black Robin Black Yeah, yeah He would be my choice all right, that is it, everyone. The worst of 2017. We will uh, revisit all of this. I feel so much better. Next now. year, you have now got it all off your, the it's, weight it's off your good. shoulders. It's you can good. now enjoy the rest of the year. Jay and I are going to rewatch Wrestle Kingdom as we get set for new beginning. <laughs> Lots to come in 2018. You can go to postwrestling.com, subscribe to the iTunes feed, and we will be chatting with you later this week. Thank you to Jason Agnew, Dan the Mouth Lebransky Wei Ting. I am John Pollock. Goodbye.